This is The Natural Laboratory, a podcast exploring science for San Francisco Bay Area National Parks. I'm John Cannon. The round, mottled bodies and whiskered snouts of harbor seals are a common sight on beaches around Point Reyes and San Francisco Bay. As a species, they've done fairly well in most places, managing to adapt to living in undisturbed areas near humans. But a hazard lurks beneath the surface, a danger that's far more sinister than even the great white sharks that patrol these waters. Runoff from agriculture and industry, chemicals from streets and sewers, and bacteria and pathogens have found their way into the water and the food chain as a result of how we humans use our environment. In the long run, these contaminants have the potential to do a lot of damage to harbor seals and to other species, like us. Infiltrating the minuscule droplets of oil found in single-celled marine plants called phytoplankton, these particles work their way up the food ladder, first through the organisms that graze on phytoplankton, then to the carnivores. Each step along the way creates higher contaminant concentrations, and studies have shown that these industrial chemicals can cause problems with immune function and the reproductive system in seals and humans. By the time a harbor seal gets a hold of a rockfish or a crab, those chemicals have accumulated in the prey animal's fat sometimes to a dangerous level. Harbor seals, with their thick ribbon of blubber, serve as repositories for these contaminants. But if seals are eating crabs and rockfish and other things in San Francisco Bay that are dangerous to them, what about us? We humans eat a lot of the same foods. In a way, we're predators of fish and crabs, so that describes our position on the food chain, or, in scientists' terminology, our trophic level. So on some levels, the harbor seal as a mammal that eats at the same trophic level as a human might be able to tell us about some of these environmental impacts on us as well. That's Denise Gregg. She's a marine biologist at the Marine Mammal Center in Sausalito, California. She's studying the effects of contaminants on harbor seals. Armed with this research, scientists might be able to someday better understand how those chemicals in the water affect not only sea life, but also us. You know, the study of silk animals in San Francisco Bay during their first year, because that's when survival is toughest for these animals, so it's our best chance to make any kind of correlation between something that's impacting them and their ability to survive it. These chemicals are stored in the seal's fat cells. Most of their fat ends up in blubber surrounding the seal's body, just below the skin. Blubber doesn't have many nerve endings, so rotund seals make excellent research subjects, because scientists can easily take small samples for contaminant analysis without causing too much trouble for the animal. Greg also studies seals in Tamales Bay at Point Reyes National Seashore that haven't been exposed to such high levels of contaminants. Here, every spring, mother seals give birth to hundreds of pups. Greg predicts that the Tamales Bay seals will show lower contaminant levels than those in San Francisco Bay. She will compare her findings at the two sites to see if differences in seal health exist. To learn more about the seals in Tamales Bay, Greg and a team of researchers from all over North America round up young seals that have just been weaned. On a foggy morning, Jim Harvey, a scientist at Moss Landing Marine Laboratories, gives instructions to the biologists, veterinarians, and volunteers who have come to lend a hand. He explains the process. Two boats approach the beach where the seals haul out. A crew member on one of the boats throws a buoy attached to a long net toward the shore. That boat then sweeps back away from the beach, stretching the net as it goes. Um, the net boat then does an arc in front of the haul-out site. The net has small floats on top and weights on the bottom to help it sink to the seafloor. It's about 15 feet or so deep, um, so it gets set around, presumably um, creating a curtain around the seals. The wetsuit-clad crew jumps into the water at the prescribed time to secure the net. 
Small subteams of scientists and volunteers weigh each seal in a sling suspended from a tripod set up in the sand. The seal gets a mild sedative, making the process a little less stressful. Then, blood and blubber samples are taken, using an anesthetic medication to numb the area, similar to having your mole removed. They're doing a workup right now. The most recent thing they did was they took um, a hair sample from the uh, near the fin area, and so they can use that to test for certain types of contaminants. That's Erin Flynn. She's an AmeriCorps volunteer with the National Park Service. She spends most of her time observing seals from the cliffs above popular haulouts. Greg and other scientists use the data she gathers to determine the best time to capture the weaned seals, tag them, and collect samples. You do it too early, you disrupt the moms and the pups, which is a really critical time for the seals. But if you do it too late, all the, the weaned pups go off to exotic places like Monterey Bay. Once the teams have all the information they need to take back to the lab, they release the seal. It can be a little unsettling for the seal, like being poked and prodded at the doctor's office. But in the long run, the data the team gathers could provide valuable tools to understand how things we do every day, such as driving our cars, affect our environment. So far, Greg is finding what she'd expected. The harbor seals in Tomales Bay carry lower contaminant levels in their bodies than the harbor seals near San Francisco. Her larger study on human-induced effects on seals is still ongoing, however, so she doesn't have her final results yet. Where the lives of humans and seals intersect is certainly a fascinating part of the research for Greg, but equally as captivating are the lives of these commonly seen but still mysterious animals in Tomales Bay. The, well, the Tomales site is interesting as, as a control site for many of the contaminant tests, but it's also an area where we know very little about the harbor seals, so it's really exciting to have a chance to work out here in the park where we don't know where they go after they're born. We basically don't know very much about them at all, so they're, they're interesting in their own right. And the more we know about the animals we share our planet with, the better we can take care of all the creatures that call it home. Gordon Shetler was our on-scene reporter for this podcast. For the Pacific Coast Science and Learning Center at Point Reyes National Seashore, I'm John Cannon.